Good evening and thank you for joining me once again for the Salvation Meeting here on Fortress Radio. There are signs all around us that things are starting to change. Have you noticed? In the UK, at least, there are signs of spring beginning to appear. Buds on the trees and early blossom, crocuses and daffodils, even a little warm sunshine. And there is also a noticeable increase in the optimism of the population as more and more of us receive these precious vaccinations that will, within the next six months or so, allow some semblance of normality to resume in lives that, in some cases at least, feel as if they've been held on a sort of enforced pause button for the last year. I'm reminded of the words of John Gowans, yet again. It's amazing how often that happens in my life. Everything is changing in the world today. But that song goes on to reassure us that there's one thing reliable in every way. The love of God is just the same. So what better theme could we have for our salvation meeting than that one? It's song number 29 in the songbook, and we're going to sing together the John Larson melody that we always did associate with these words, as it was first presented to us in the musical Glory. We've sung it for the last 40 years, played it with the band. I even once wrote it as an oboe solo for my sister to play in a praise meeting at Bedlington. So let's raise our voices together and sing. His love is everywhere. <laughs> Thank you. 
a good song, I'm sure you'll agree. And it's a song that has received a new lease of life in this last few years, having been given a beautiful new devotional setting with music by Andrew Maycock. As we share the next few moments in prayer, let's listen to that new setting and let the message of that song sink into us deeply as we listen to the International Staff Songsters. After that, we're going to be led in prayer once again by Major Estelle Blake. And that gives me the opportunity to let you know that Estelle, who has worked extensively for the Salvation Army in the fields of social justice and human trafficking, will be continuing our look at 1 Peter next Sunday in our meeting together. But first, this is Everywhere. Thank you. 
Father, we thank you for this new day. We pray that you would help us to bless each other. Not just the people we like, but those that we also don't agree with. Help us to share God's blessing with them. Help us to see them and to look at them with grace. Help us to be your people in a world that is so quick to criticise. And help us to show and feel the blessing of God in our lives by sharing that witness with those around us. Father, help us in a world that is often divided to be your peacemakers and to show that your love is everywhere in us too. And may we be your vessels to share that love. So we ask your prayer and your blessing now, Lord, upon this day, because we know that you can do immeasurably more than we can ever dream or imagine. In your name. Amen. Thank you for leading us in prayer there, Estelle. Now let's have another song then. Hmm. Those words almost choose the song themselves, I think. Yes, it's number 976. Another one of those great Salvation Army songs. Shout aloud salvation. We've been singing this one now since the very earliest days of the Salvation Army. George Scott Railton, who wrote the words, is one of those legendary names in our history. And maybe he was even the man who came up with our organisation's name. He led the group of pioneers who opened the work in the USA, and he travelled all around the world, taking the message of Jesus' love to anyone and everyone who would listen. You might say that he lived out the words of the chorus of the song every day of his life. We'll shout our Saviour's praises over every land and sea as we go marching to glory.
Our song from the singing company this week takes us back to that idea of everything seeming new at this time of year. With music by John Larson and words by Anne Green, here are the Sunbury Junior Singers with It's New. wonder how many of us sang that song with a singing company ourselves. I'm sure that many of you, like me, just said, I did. But when you see those signs of new life, or anything in the wonder of creation that continually astounds us, a sunset, a waterfall, oh, so much, just thank the Lord that his love for us is new each day. How much do you value your friends? I'm sure there are times when, 
like me, you take your friends for granted a little bit. But what a benefit to our lives our friends are. If I'm feeling a little bit down one day, God will always use a friend to cheer me up, pick me up, dust me down and keep me going. And I'm sure it's the same for you. You'll have no idea how much your feedback on these meetings mean to me. I treasure every message from you and I feel very much that you are all my friends. Well, I think one of my longest-term friends in life is songster leader Paul Dale of the Stoke-on-Trent Corps. We were best friends at school over 40 years ago, and we've remained close ever since. We were actually part of an army trio of pals at school, with a third friend, Paul Critchley, competing our trio. And what's particularly great about that is that all three of us are still serving the Lord all these years later. Paul Dale and I in the Salvation Army, and Paul Critchley, all these Pauls, no wonder I knew them better as Doggy and Soggy. Paul is a popular worship leader and songwriter in Churches in the Potteries. Well, Paul Dale is going to tell us now about how the Lord has been using him and his local corps in recent days. But first, let's sing a chorus. Number 555 in the songbook, we'll sing in the morning the songs of salvation. And then we'll hear from my friend Paul Dale. and I'm songster leader of the Stoke-on-Trent Corps of the Salvation Army. I've attended the Corps, which was formerly Smallthorn Corps, from the age of four and been an active member of the junior musical sections and then the band and songsters. At the age of 18, I was enrolled as Young People's Sergeant Major, a position which I held for 24 years. As a very shy young man, I thought it would be impossible for me to carry out this role, but God equipped me for this task. Taking part in the musical sections of the corps gave me a great amount of joy and I began leading the Songster Brigade in the early 80s. As time went by, the corps saw a decline in its numbers and only a few musicians were left. I think as you get older and after so many years of service, you think that God has no other plans for you. Think again. Four years ago, I had a conversation with my sister and her husband, uh, their Salvation Army officers, about the possibility of me helping out in a project overseas. She put me in touch with an officer friend in Kenya, 
I work as a business and operations manager at a primary academy, so I thought it would be good to carry out a project at a school in Kenya that we could then link our school with. Within six months, me and a friend, who had agreed to help me with the project, had raised enough money for the water supply project at Kamzaki Primary School in West Kenya. We didn't know what issues we would encounter or what help would be available. People said to me, you don't know anything about plumbing, how are you going to do it? I said, I know I don't, but we will get it done. It was a complete step of faith. We both left our families behind and took the 16 hours of flights and four hours travelling by road to reach our destination. We had two weeks to buy the equipment locally and complete the project. The welcome we received from the Salvation Army staff, school staff, pupils and local people was amazing and moving. Helpers came from everywhere, including a plumber and a builder, thank goodness. What blessed me even more was when a number of local people and staff said to us, we are so glad you arrived at the school, as it needs help badly. We didn't know who was coming or when you would arrive. I thought that people were on about our long journey and what time would we arrive, but they went on to explain that they had been praying for someone to come to help the school with this water supply, but didn't know who was coming or when this prayer would be answered. What faith and what a lesson to us all. I do thank God for using me in this way. All it needed was for me to listen and be responsive and take a step of faith. Please never think that God has no use for you. He has plans for you. God bless you all. The message from the songsters this evening has to be an appropriate one for us all at this strangest of all strange times. And that message from the words of Jenny Warnham is very clear. If you're lonely or sad, if the skies are grey, your dreams are shattered, then don't despair.
That song was recorded some years ago now at a congress in Scotland. It's a great song. And do you remember the very bright red colour of the books that song was in? I used to say it was redder than the very reddest Welsh rugby shirt. Our Bible reading tonight is taken from 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 to 18. And that's a section that in my Bible is titled, Suffering for Doing Good. Finally, all of you be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing, because to this you were called, so that you may inherit a blessing. For whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. They must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Who is going to harm you if you're eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear their threats, do not be frightened, but in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience, so that those who speak maliciously against your good behaviour in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. For it is better if it is God's will to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. Amen. And let's follow that reading now with another piece of music that will, I'm sure, stir our hearts and get our feet tapping. Another man who I was privileged to meet many times, albeit for just the last few years of his life, was Bandmaster Michael Kenyon. He was at South Sea Salvation Army when I first moved to Portsmouth Citadel in 1984, and those two corps at that time worked together a few times a year most notably perhaps for the big civic carol service at the Guildhall, but also for the Spring Festival, which was always a wonderful event in a packed Wesley Central Hall. And they carried that on until that great venue was sadly demolished some years later. Michael is perhaps best known for his excellent arrangements of classical music, but he also wrote a lot of other good bad music too, including this selection and it features the songs in the songbook 476 and 734. I give you the numbers so that you can follow the words if you want to, while the William Booth Memorial Hall's band from Nottingham play for us. Salvation's songs are sounding. <laughs> ¶¶ 
despair. It's easy to say it. It even sounds easy to do it. But believe me, there is a lot of despair around in our world right now. I know some parents who haven't seen their grown-up children or grandchildren in a whole year. I also know some people who've lost both parents in the last year without really being able to see them beforehand. My wife Sarah has a 99-year-old nana who loves to see our little girls. She still attended the army meetings each week at her corps in the Midlands right up until lockdown. But like so many others, all that contact was stopped when Covid came along. Last month, Nana took ill and was admitted to hospital. We really feared the worst. But they don't call her as tough as old boots for nothing. And Nana Andrews lives to fight another day. She's now back at home. Many others, though, are not and have not been so blessed. I think by now all of our lives have been touched by Covid. In the last few weeks a younger friend of mine, a fairly fit strong bandsman who thought nothing of marching with a double B flat bass, was promoted to glory as a result of Covid and he was far from the first that I've known personally that have fallen victim to this dreadful pandemic. Don't despair. No wonder it sounds hard. When Peter wrote this epistle to the new Christians in what is now Turkey, he did all that he could to try to encourage them in their faith. And in our reading tonight, you can see how he tries to assure them of God's love and everlasting presence through times of difficulty, discouragement, and yes, even despair. Some of them were suffering because they were doing good. In what sort of world does that make any sense at all, Peter asks. And yet it still happens all around us every day, particularly perhaps in parts of the world where individuals are caused to suffer for their faith in Christ Jesus. Yet Peter reminds them that even Christ himself suffered in this way. The old translation of the Bible says, even unto death. But the final words of our Bible reading tonight tell us, he was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. And so the ones to whom Peter wrote are constantly being encouraged as to how to deal with their suffering. To not repay evil for evil, insult for insult, to resist from deceitful speech, and indeed echoing Jesus' own teaching from the Sermon on the Mount, to try their very best to repay evil with blessing. In our own private devotions at home, the term heaping coals of fire has come to us many times in recent weeks and months. I've learned it was a favourite phrase of Sarah's late husband Darren, and it's a great but hard piece of advice for any of us, just as it was all those years ago 
when Peter wrote this letter. You see, it's a practice that's completely at odds with the world in which, as Christians, we live every day. To most people, revenge is the first and foremost emotion and intention of anyone who is ever wronged. Even we might sometimes feel like we'd like to get our own back. But we're told not to be like this. But, as in so many other ways, we are told to be like Jesus. But we can't do any of this on our own. <laughs> We'd be a bit mad to even try to. But the best thing about that is, of course, that we don't have to. I love the many descriptions of Jesus as our shepherd, and there are many, many of them in the Bible. Try looking them up sometime. And we also have some wonderful songs in the army that explore that whole idea further. Like to a lamb who from the fold has strayed comes straight to my mind. But so do Doris Rendell's lovely words. Be companion, friend and shepherd, wheresoe'er thy children are. That's from song number 455. And incidentally, the last verse of that same song gives us advice on how to support each other through these times. Just listen to these wonderful words. May thy grace and peace o'ershadow those for whom we pray tonight. May thy mighty arm uphold them. They are precious in thy sight. Lord, for answered prayer we thank thee. Thou art good in all thy ways. With thanksgiving we adore thee. Fill our hearts with love and praise. So two great examples there, but as happens so often with me at least, it's the words of General Albert Osborne that speak to me most loudly and clearly. And his song, of course, Shepherd, Hear My Prayer. What better recommendation could we ever be given when even getting close to despair than that? When we feel at our most poor and needy, when the tempest is loud, when there's that grey cloud overhead, when we have exhausted our stores of endurance, Shepherd, hear my prayer. Eric Tebbit is going to bring that beautiful song to us this evening. And if your heart is crying out to God tonight, then may he hear and answer your cries. Don't despair. Turn around. I know he'll care.
Where the tempest is loud, shepherd him, I pray. Mid the darkness and cloud, shepherd him, I pray. Let the foe not prevail, shepherd him, my prayer. My resources would fail, shepherd him, my prayer. Hold on all my steps are right, carry me from high. You see, there's never been a need for us to carry all of our worries and cares around with us. However life treats you, just cast all your cares upon him. That verse that I just quoted is actually from 1 Peter chapter 5, so we'll be coming back to it in a couple of weeks. But it's so appropriate for today too. If we cry, shepherd, hear my prayer, then we're casting that burden off. I think I know too many people who say that they've taken their worries to the Lord, but then still insist on lugging those cares around with them in their own lives nevertheless. Crumbs, I've been one of those people myself for long enough in the past but he wants to take our burdens from us. He wants to set us free from those worries, frets, upsets, heartbreaks. So don't just half give them to him. Lay your burdens at the foot of the cross and rise to face another day free from your burdens and cares. Wow! What a great invitation that is. So we're going to end our time of worship tonight with a song all about that. It's number 908 in the songbook. Another great one from the pen of my faith hero, Herbert Booth. It was there by faith I received my sight, and now I am happy all the day. Well, most days anyway. God bless you all and thank you for listening at the cross. My heart was
grace and peace and heaven's richest and choicest blessings go with us all until we're able to meet like this again. Amen.